The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. We were away for a week, but we are back now. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. Devin, what do you got for us today? Life flows on within you and without you. enough for you <laughs> flows on with you and without you yeah yes yeah right <laughs> that's um and i guess that's a, a kind of a funny take that one funny today. funny east <laughs> funny easter <laughs> quote too yeah <laughs> right um that is uh, a beatles song um or so it's really a george harrison quote it's on uh sergeant peppers it's kind of one of his like Eastern Indian kind of sitar sounding ones, you know, when he was yeah. hardcore into that. And he actually, for most of his life, he was kind of Eastern religions, Hindu, right. Buddhist, the kind of rebirth stuff. Right. Um, yeah. And I, well, first of all, I, I get people don't know, our grandmother passed away and she was 90. How, how old was she? 90. 93, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, she well, was either way into her nineties. Had a great long life. We all love her immensely, and are sad she's gone. But it's one of those things where it was bound to happen. And you know, she wasn't in great shape. She wasn't hurting, but right. Yeah, she was in good. hospice for you know a year right. and kind of ready to right. go. I think she was she was probably more ready than everyone else. Like, yeah, go? jeez. I told, I told my dad, <laughs> I was like, she was talking about that in her early eighties. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I just want to fall asleep and be gone, be home with Jesus. Like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah So right. she's been chatting about that for a good long time. <laughs> she kept on hanging on and hanging in there. I guess she had something <laughs> else, had something else to do, someone else to influence. But yeah, so yeah, but we were, that, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, we, our plan originally was to do a podcast last week about that and have our dad on, <clears throat> which we still do plan to do. So we'll talk mm-hmm. a little more and tell some stories about our grandmother and, and the uh, the effect that she had on our lives, and you know, my my brother, all of our you know our brothers, and my dad and his brother, and and everyone else that she affected. Um, but yeah, so yeah, but I like I like that quote because it really does just kind of bring it back to light that life flows on through you and or was it within you and without you? Yeah, right. right you know, right. life is just is continual. Life is going on. You know, it's going to keep going whether we're here or not. You know, things are mm-hmm. going to keep keep on flowing. And I like that idea. You know, we really we get into a into a brain space where everything is so um, like so important, so stressful, and and all we can think about is ourselves and what's happening and how we're so stressed or there's right. so much going on with like COVID and you know just every it, you know life is just going on. Right. You know, whether whether we're here or not. Life is just cruising on, you know, around us and the world is going to keep on going, you know, until 
whenever, you know, unless there's some catastrophic event, but you know, <laughs> things are just going to keep on going, whether you're, you're there in the space, what, whether you're complaining about it or whether you're living your life. So you might as well relax a little bit and live your life. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It, um, what's the exact title? I, I guess well, I'll do a, a, a recommend a free recommendation. Oh, um, and and it's always I don't know why I keep coming down. Maybe it's because I'm obsessed with them right now. Traveling Wilburys, <laughs> yeah. the, the, their YouTube. Um, the, YouTube. I guess I think I think it's the it's you oh, know yeah. I guess wherever their stuff lives officially right. they have right, a YouTube. Right. So whoever owns it, yeah. Um, and it's a great documentary about them, and really it's just George Harrison with a camcorder recording all those guys hanging out in California for that week or two when they recorded all their songs. Right. It's so good. We'll, no, we'll, we'll leave a link. But um, at the end, they're all upset because right after they recorded that album, uh, Roy Orbison died kind of suddenly. Um, and they had had this intense connection for weeks and months and, you know, having a band together. And then he passes away and Tom Petty's discussing how upset they were and how it's just they were hurting so bad and then george comes in like he's fine like life flows on within you and without you he's around he's here you can feel him just like listen out and it's that kind of i mean that's a part of the the mindset and religion he chose you know kind of that we continually go on but it's more of a and i remember watching it and feeling it made me feel really good about certain certain people who passed and I know it seems silly, but our dog had just passed and it's, it's not exactly the same, but when you have that thing in your life that you love and it moves on, it was nice to hear him. So positively speak that that way. Right. Like he, he's fine. Like yeah. it's okay. Life moves on. And he, I mean, he's quoting his own song, which is funny yeah. to comfort <laughs> someone else, but it, it, it's true. That's it's, it's so, it's such a nice thing to hear. And uh, I don't know anyone, if you're dealing with something like that, some loss, go watch a documentary. It's, it's great. Yeah. And of, of course, George passed away and Tom Petty and everyone else. But I don't know. It was really comforting at the time. And uh, I think it's such a nice thing. And it's not, it just, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, Hindu or, or Christian. It's a, you don't even have to believe in a religion. But the idea that a positive energy, and even if you don't think that, just the person's DNA and effect on your life passes on within you when they're gone. Right. And and if they leave, it's not the end of the world. We're all kind of small anyway. Um, it I I really, it was really nice. It calmed me right when he said it, and the way he said it, it was super calming. (laughs) Tom Petty's just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right, man. Yeah, cool. All right, you know, and they just kind of moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I I do. I really feel that way. I mean, we've had a, we've lost our grandfather and now our grandmother. We still have another, you know, pair of grandparents that are still alive. Um, so we haven't had a, a, a ton of loss in our life. Um, but for the people that we have lost, there's, there's obviously a time for grieving, you know, and grieving is, is healthy to get that out. But yeah, knowing that you are, that, that that person is no longer 
in pain or they're not, you know, the, the, the stresses of life are no longer there. They're, they're gone. And, and now they've moved on and then they're like, they're okay. in the new, in their new sense, they're, yeah, whatever they're okay. it was they were dealing with is like, is just now kind of moved on and they've left. Ideally they would have left something positive with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you right. said, they're, they're now their their existence and their legacy is now living in all the people around them. Right. You know, and, and I think that's important too. I know, um, I forget the question exactly, but I think Brian house recently reached out for a question for his and Ben, uh, Butler's podcast, um, uh, work for a podcast. And they said, I think it had something to do with that. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do in the world? Like, what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, I've, I've thought about that off and on over the years and I don't ever really get too like hooked on it, but I really think, you know, our purpose is to leave some type of legacy behind, but also just affect the people around us positively. Yeah. You right. can only really right. affect your, your kind of immediate circle. And by doing that, that will affect people outside of that and outside of that. And you kind of get this, you know, now, now with different social media avenues and like with us, with our YouTube channel, we have the, we have the ability to affect a larger circle, but it's still the, that immediate circle around us. You know, I don't yeah. have to worry about like all these other people. It's just the people who can see me. What can, what can I do to like, yeah. be make an effect on them that's a positive effect and right then, i think that's that's all i could hope to do right and even if you don't end up you know i don't know if you don't make anything great or you don't right. you know you don't you don't write an amazing book that everyone has studies or or it, it's it, i think that was another thing too i think my mom had a, a pillow and it said something on like they're not going to remember this they're not going to remember the money they're not going to remember the house they're going to remember the uh i think the exact line was the impact you make on a child's life, something like that. Right. And it's it's yeah. true. That's what sticks with us. And as long as you're positive to, and, and you try to help the people around you, that that's what really counts. Right. And some people have that drive to, to leave a bigger legacy, right. To like mm-hmm. be famous and that's fine. You know, that's those that we have those people out there. And, you know, I think, I think there's, there's a, uh, a kind of like humility and humbleness that will translate in people who are honest about the way they're trying to come across in the world. And those people will rise up, you know, like, like you want, you want a president who doesn't want to be president, right? Because that, you know, they want to like George Washington didn't want to be the president, but he was the best man for the job. Right. So there was a humility to him and a humbleness to him that didn't, that like that flowed out of him. And he's remembered because of the, the great things he did. You know, there are other people like that, but then of course there's people who are flashy and, and, loud and they you know they come across a certain way too but <laughs> right but you know i think but uh, yeah yeah you have yeah. you're just being a loving person that that right. really that's that's to me that's what that means the flowing within you and without you that that flowing of positivity that that spreading that as wide as you can get it right um, it was just a nice yeah nice, check, check, and the documentary is just awesome but yeah that's good I, that's um you know, sometimes things just kind of roll through your life and you kind of needed to hear them. I think I kind of needed to hear that. Mm. I've had a very, very busy last couple of weeks mm. um, and just almost overwhelmingly busy with all the things that we do. And and uh, that's kind of nice. You know, it's like things just, are, you know, whether or not it, it's things are just moving on around us, you know, and that's perfectly right. fine. And, and there's other there's everyone else is part of this world to everyone else's life just matters just as much as mine does. And. You know, it's like, okay, we've got to affect the people around us. 
think that was good. Right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the line before that in the song, which I had to go back and look at all the lyrics. I mean, I knew the song, but it, it's you are, I think it's, you have to deal with your own stuff, but the line before it is you are really small or something, something to that. Right. So it's true. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're small and, but life flows on within you and without you. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I needed to hear it. Maybe I guess you didn't. Hopefully some other people, not hopefully, actually, hopefully they don't need to hear it and they're doing right. just fine <laughs> and all their friends and family are alive and well. Right. Um, <laughs> and obviously it's different when people pass away at a young age, then there's this, this grief that's hard to get rid of. And, and right. that, that, that's a whole different thing. And that thought's still there, but we, we just know those people have to deal with it in a, a different way. But if you have someone who had a, a long life, it's such a, a blessing, such a, a great yeah. thing. We, we have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's the thing, you know, you want to try to affect some people and leave, some type of legacy behind you and when someone loses their life early in life you know then you feel like your chance to to have done that to a degree that you felt was significant in the world is lost right and that's why i believe that's why that's harder to deal with that type of loss and uh you know because you're like there's so much more that could have happened but like you said then when you see like our grandparents you know our grandfather and our grandmother who just passed away um you know our grandmother had lived a long life, right? She had done a whole right. bunch of stuff and she had lived a full life and she had affected a lot of people. And, and so, uh, you know, you don't feel like there was something lost or left behind. Like she, she did what she wanted to, or, you know, like she affected the people that were around her and she, she did what we would, what all that I could have hoped to do as well. Or right. I could hope to do. So, yeah. Well, so yeah, if you, if you guys are feeling down, go watch that documentary. If you have any interest in like rock and roll history, it's so good. Um, yeah. uh, Jeff Lynn, uh, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, George Harrison, Roy Orbison made up the Traveling Wilburys. If you don't already know, or if you've heard this podcast, you probably already know because I've said it a million times. But uh, <laughs> go check that documentary out; it's so good. And at the end, yeah. it's such a, a calming thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I thought and that was nice. You said that's on their YouTube. Yep, on their on their YouTube, and it's yeah. I think it's called like the real. Real life story, real life documentary about the traveling Wilburys. Gotcha. And I will put that in the show notes so that you guys can just uh, click on that link. Speaking about show notes, man, I just listened to uh, I listened to um, the Full Blast podcast with Owner Kaglar, who's uh, dies in every film. And uh, so Owner was a soldier, and he was an MMA fighter. And now he's a YouTuber, or he kind of did some of those things. They all overlapped, but um, but Jeff fader put in all of the links for like the good fights and it was so yeah. easy i was like oh it's great they're like talking about a fight and then i just looked in, looked in the show notes and i was like this fight with this person and i was like <laughs> clicked and watched that i was like oh man look at that it was like the first time i've ever used show notes and it was like so easily i was like oh thank you jeff made it really easy for yeah. me yeah <laughs> yeah um i think <laughs> when you know someone like that and you find out there they have this they could kill you if they wanted <laughs> I feel like it's half it's half like you're like nervous half like I'm I'm glad they're on my side. Yeah, right. I don't know what which ones which ones better or worse. Yeah, I don't know. Man, this yeah. person's a killer, man. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll be watching an MMA fight or something and and you see like there's this hesitancy between the two fighters. It takes them a while to engage sometimes. That's right. because they both they they respect and understand that the other person right 
is a physical killing athlete, right? They're trained <laughs> to be as like physically dominant over dominant over someone else. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a right. big guy. I feel like, you know, I could, I'm not, I'm not afraid of other guys, you know, in general, yeah. but you see but, someone and who's so well-trained, yeah. you know, if you like try to hit them, they just dodge it and like put your arm in an arm bar and break it off and then snap your neck. Yeah. Like, and you're, you're, <laughs> I've been, I've been more and more aware. I'm like, what if I run into a guy who knows jujitsu? Mm-hmm. He's just going to take my jacket and choke me with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to yeah, put right. me down and just knock me out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I got to yeah. get to jujitsu. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's like, you know, it's those people, I think also the, the people who have the, uh, the mindset to, or not the mindset, I guess the, um, the, the patience and the dedication to train and become that good at, at, you know, some type of martial arts also yeah. have like the, the mind and body and the feeling of they're not going to attack someone else. Right. You it's, know, within that, you know, they're going to use it for self-protection. They're going to use yeah, it to protect their family. True. You know, so it's like, we don't have to worry about meeting some random dude on the street who's trying to rob you, who also is a black belt in jujitsu. <laughs> right. You'd think <laughs> you would hope not. By the, <laughs> by the time they get there, they have enough respect for other humans and a right. discipline that they don't go down that discipline, path. I mean, yeah. they might, but just be, Nasty badasses that whoop your ass and, and steal your money and choke right. you out. <laughs> yeah, but I think those they're they're the minority of that group. <laughs> right, right. Hopefully. Oh man. But you know, a yeah. weird path to go on. But okay. <laughs> We're all over the place today, folks. We've been gone we for two are, weeks. Yeah. We've had a, had a lot Show of notes, thinking to do. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, man, we had we had done thirty eight episodes in a row where we chatted every week for an hour and a half or so. It's been good. I'm like, oh, I kind of missed it. <laughs> it was nice to and take a we, week off, but then <laughs> yeah. we go away and everything gets heavy. I know. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Let's talk about death. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, on you know the whole like stressfulness. I've I've been doing a lot of stuff. We we did you know the entire Smithy build during my um, spring break. So all of last week was spring break for Baltimore City Schools. So I had the week off leading up to Easter and then the Monday off. And so we filmed uh, for four days and got the whole yeah. thing, got the area cleaned out, poured in, you know, poured concrete for the footers and got everything set up and leveled and structure built and then roof put on and rocks put in and all the stuff put out. So it's, it's pretty exciting. I've uh, found myself kind of like meandering and wandering out of my house and back into the smithy just to kind of hang out there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> Got to oil yeah. the hammers and stuff. And I was thinking, you know, I have, I, we live out in the country and it's pretty secluded and, you know, we rarely like lock our doors and things when we leave. Um, and I, so the, the smithy is on the back of my house. It has all my, all the anvils, the, the anvils and the, and the, the post vice and the forge and hammers and all the stuff is just sitting out there. I was like, I guess I'll have to be like mindful of that when we go on extended vacations and stuff or whatever to take like the hammers inside, I guess. But remember (laughs) folks, there are neighbors and there are people about with shotguns. (laughs) Don't get any ideas. (laughs) Right. We are out where I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. People are always watching and be like, we don't want to around this person's house. (laughs) There are shotguns and, things around the vicinity 
<laughs> I think we talked about that before. Like, if you want to come and steal a bunch of shit from my shop, the door is always open, but I also have good insurance. <laughs> Renter's insurance. I usually guess probably should, like, you know, put all that stuff on there. This is, uh, well, it's actually probably not that expensive. All my Harbor Freight tools and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, but it's a whole, like, you know, 10, 15-ish years of just collecting tools and refining. Oh, man, I can't even imagine that, like, having someone come and steal like all our tools just I like know, the, the refinement of a shop you know because you, know, you go to other people's shops and kind of you know you understand they have the tools that they have and you can use them but there's something really personal about your own shop and everything's where you want it or at least like close to and you know where things are and you've used those things you're familiar with them you know which things are really nice which things are not you know like i open up my roll of chisels and I know which two chisels are always going to be sharpened really nice. Cause they're the ones I use all the time. You know, it's like yeah. just those little things. It's kind of funny. But yeah. So that was yeah. nice. We, um, we got, you know, it kind of worked out well that we were able to align that vacation with, uh, getting together with my dad who came down every day to help out. And, uh, my buddy Sean and my buddy Brian and Liz, they came and, and you know, everybody kind of pitched in and, really helped out and Devin also from you know came out from behind the camera occasionally <laughs> put away his white gloves and <laughs> helped out hold the ladder no yeah we had to dig out we had to dig out the serious uh privet uh stump Whew, that thing was a beast yeah like, I chopped it there for a little bit yeah you were chopping and they're not and white and... gloves they're gray gloves okay. <laughs> silver gloves <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was funny, too, because we went from, you know, a, a, a warm, it was like the first day was, what, in the 50s or something, right? So it was a little chilly in the morning, but we then we were gone. The next day was like in the 40s or even in, in the no, high in 30s. The, it was in the 30s, and it felt like the, it said low 20s for the yeah, morning. Yeah, it was cold. It was, you know, and I, you know, I know that it's cold out when I can wear multiple layers and a jacket <laughs> all day working and right. barely sweat. You know, that's, <laughs> that's gotta be cold. Cause yeah, it just doesn't happen for me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the same for me. I, I brought my car heart and my hoodie just yeah. thinking, okay, I'll bring the hoodie. And then if that's, if it's maybe a little bit too cold for that, then I'll switch for the car heart. And then, I mean, I stepped out of the car and I, the, I felt the wind. I was like, all right, hoodie and Carhartt all day. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. And then it was, and then like the third day it was getting warmer. And then the fourth day it was, yeah, I could have been in shorts and a t-shirt the mm -hmm. whole day. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a wild ride. <laughs> a couple of days, man. Yeah. Holy, holy crap. I was so exhausted though. After the, uh, after the third day, cause we filmed three days in a row, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then we took the, like, the weekend off, and we came back and finished it on Monday. Man, on Friday, after we had done all the stuff we had done, and I moved a bunch of stuff around afterward, I was like, literally, my body was so exhausted, more than <laughs> I'd been for so long. And I'm still, like, sore from it. You know, like, right. I've got, like, areas in my, like, upper abs and ribs and stuff that are sore. I'm like, geez, what the? Yeah. <laughs> Am I just getting old, or is it just weird positions? Like, I don't normally build smithies, you know, like... <laughs> A combination of yeah. both, I guess. I, yeah, I think it is yeah. combination. And you're you're you are also crawling around the roof and yeah. you you also have the the weight of this is my project. Everyone's helping me, but I still have to probably do the most. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's anyone who I mean, you would uh, a good fella 
Yeah. <laughs> if you have friends and people come, it's great to have their help. Right. But you should probably always be the one working the hardest. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. You're yeah, the one they're there to help you, mm-hmm. not you know, not the other way around. You're not right. helping them build your thing. They're helping you. So you yeah. you kind of let the other people do as much as they're willing to do. Right. They yeah. might not want to dig the holes for the posts. Right. That might just have to be you. I mean, most nice people will pitch in and want to help. Right. But and that's the whole time you did the majority of it, and we did a video, so you were doing a lot of it anyway, because right. <laughs> yeah, the videos are centered video. around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and the other the other thing that's kind of weird about doing a build like this on camera with people is with other people is that, um, and and it is is that you want to like always be doing the next thing, right? Because there's when you have a couple of people helping you, there's only so much that one person or so much that you can do on one part of a project at a time. So right. if someone's screwing in a bunch of joists, right, that's, that's kind of a one person thing, maybe two, but if you have another person just standing around people who work well together, will automatically want to start the next thing. How can mm-hmm. I prep? So that way mm-hmm. when that person's done, we can move right on to the next thing. We don't have to like wait around, but when we're in, in a build like this, where you want to be able to film it all, when it's just you on the camera, can't really do that you know we got to kind of wait and slow down a little bit right. so it was it went a little i mean even though it was still four days and we got the whole thing built you know which was pretty fast um it was st- it still went a little lower and there was like some of those awkward moments where people were like what can i do next and we're like well nothing really because we just got to do this be able to film this thing <laughs> right. so don't feel bad and, you know but, but it was nice you know having this yeah no I, I think around. i i came yeah. home i think after we were done and I was exhausted, and I wasn't doing most. <laughs> I wasn't doing the physical stuff, but it, it was. Con- and I think even Caitlin said that. I was like, "Oh man, I'm beat." And she's like, "Why? You were shooting the whole time. Why, why are you exhausted?" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, true. Maybe I'm not as physically exhausted, but it's just a lot of shooting for a lot of days in a row." Right. Yeah. And just constantly, you know, it's the mental thing too. It's not the same, but it's also like constantly thinking, thinking. Let me get shot here. Let me do this. Let me. Make sure this is right. Check this. Shoot this. Right. Uh, run over here. Get a shot. Climb up the ladder. Get this shot. Can you turn around? Talking to you. You know. It's- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a mental thing, and also, you know, shooting with a camera, your your whole body is all your you're using all your muscles to steady mm-hmm. your entire self. Mm. And you know, it's not you're not like lifting weights, but you're you're you got to steady your whole body and get a shot and move around right. You know, it's right. it's not just like hanging out where you can relax. You're like, you're constantly, your whole body is in tension to get, to hold the camera and get the shot and, and right. focus. So like right. there is that, like, and I think that too, I mean, like I said, after that third day, it's not like we were working super strenuously. It was just, just a constant going and going and going. I was like, yeah, Ugh. I remember I was, I had scooped like a, a scoop of ice cream and I was eating it. And usually I scoop two scoops, but we only had two scoops. And so my, I split it with my daughter. <laughs> I'm sitting there on the couch after I'd like taken a shower, you know, after working for eight hours, something straight, you know, filming and then puttering around, cleaning up stuff and getting things ready after the end of the day. Um, and I was like, just so exhausted. I didn't even really want to like lift up my hand to scoop ice cream <laughs> into my mouth. I was just like sitting there, like <laughs> take like three minutes between bites. I'm like, uh, so you, so you so just, tired. you just plopped it on the floor and laid next to it and <laughs> just like licked, my licked, licked upon the <laughs> scoop. Rested it on my lips and just kept tipping it a little bit further into my mouth. <laughs> Cream's like, mom, 
<laughs> Dad's, Dad's <dying>. acting weird. <laughs> Him yeah, and the was... dog are eating the ice cream off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh that was awesome. It went really well and fast and I'm super pleased with it and that's ready to make some stuff. Yeah, that that video will come out um uh, hopefully by next next week sometime. Um I right. got the beginning the beginning edit already, which is kind of funny too cuz the video did start out in snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a month or two ago when we did it when Dustin when we went up to collect the uh the siding or the roofing for the yeah. uh for the lean-to from right. my in-laws house. And we do all the intro stuff and all that, and doesn't pick it up and cutting it, and so I got that done. But it's funny; it's like almost like a foot of snow, and it's going to yeah. end. <laughs> the last day is us all in shorts and t-shirts, sweating, <laughs> and Dustin getting burnt. You know, Dustin looking kind of red. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> none of us wore any. You know, you went from cold days to hot quick, and we just kind of felt good. You know how it is that first yeah. hot day. Everyone just takes off all their stuff, and everyone kind of gets burnt if you're outside. Yeah, right. You're like, and even, you know, because there were like three of those four days were warm enough out where we could be in short sleeves. And when it's when it's cold out and you're in short sleeves because you're hot, you don't think that the sun is burning you. You know, because <laughs> you don't feel hot. Like, your skin doesn't feel hot. You feel, like, cold, but your core is hot because you're working hard. You know, right. but but just being outside in the sun all day, it doesn't matter what time of year it is, you know, like you're going to get burnt. I have noticed over the last couple of days, it's turning into like a nice tan. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Got like an early tan, an April tan. <laughs> <laughs> just on my arms and neck. Yeah, right. Exactly. If I take my shirt off, it's a mess. <laughs> Construction workers tan. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, that was, um, that was fun. I, um. I made a little knife, which I'm super excited about, and I know people who follow along Instagram kind of saw what I made, a little Sloyd Tommy Puko. Um, it has a rhombic uh, kind of grind to it, so it tapers from the the middle of the blade to the edge of the blade, right, to the actual the belly and the edge, and the, but it also tapers from the middle to the spine, so it tapers both directions, not all the way to an edge. It's not like a false edge. It's still wide on the spine but it's uh but it tapers back as well so you get this kind of nice rhombus shape in there and it's, it's really pretty it turned out really good and i i forged it um actually after we finished making the uh or finished finished making the spring for the post vice um i think the next day or the day after that i went down and the shop was still kind of all set up for smithing so i i just heated up the forge and i threw a blade that i had already forged out uh from a from a metal file like an old file i forged a blade but it was long it might have been four and a half inches or so and so i kind of made it a little smaller just i just brought like the the tang down drew out the tang longer and made it so it's just just under three inches and then the handle is just over four inches so in total it's just about seven inches which is just perfect for this a little a little carver puko knife and i'm really excited about it it's funny i've been getting uh or i posted i posted some pictures about it and and uh, there have been multiple people who who mentioned that they're like afraid of a knife without uh, some type of finger guard or a ricasso or a bolster or something to keep their hand from slipping up on the blade. Yeah, 
that's just seen it's it's that's just one of those things I've never thought about and never worried about. <laughs> Someone did yeah. say it's like you know these these knives are designed for for like carving, not jabbing and yeah. poking. You know, right? Like, it, yeah. it, um, I do feel there's a point to the bigger the knife gets, the more risk of that there is because you're you're gonna maybe apply more force to things, even though that's a small knife. Right. Yeah. But you just think of. If you have a Swiss Army knife, you're not going to be doing big stabbing motions. Right, exactly. Or slashing type of finger guard. Yeah. Right, because right. you know it's that size. You but once it gets bigger, double that size, then you start. Maybe people are going to be doing or trying to do heavier duty work with it. Right. Putting more pressure on things, and then maybe the fear does come through there. But yeah, I don't really think of it too, unless. Then you get like a Bowie knife where, you know, you can like defend yourself or some type yeah. of military knife where, yeah, that makes sense because you're trying to stab another human right, with all exactly. your strength. You're actually using it as a stabbing motion, right? But yeah. Puko knife is not a defensive. Right, uh, yeah. The, little, Marine, yeah, the right. Marines don't have a Puko. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two and, yeah, two and, you know, seven-eighths inch blade is not going to do, <laughs> it'll do some damage, but, you know, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are other knives that are similar, but, you know, sometimes they'll have, like, the handles are sculpted more to kind of fit the palm. This does kind of swell out in the middle of the hand and then just taper evenly. So it's just an even kind of oval taper from the uh, Ricasso area to the end of the, ta- you know, the end of the handle, which which is a through tang. It's, t- it's peened over. Um, but, yeah, I'm just super excited about it. It's, it's super... I don't know. It's just, it's just really nice. It just looks nice. nice. It's got, it's a white tailed deer antler, uh, for the kind of bolster area. And then Osage orange, which I just love that. It's so pretty. I think, I think you need to do a, a straight week of the things you've already made. All the knives and bows. Uh, yeah, because man, the art of craftsmanship Instagram gets a shitload of likes and stuff off yeah. of like a finished knife, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. The, people just love to see that like finished product on Instagram, mm-hmm. that really pretty finished product. I think you need a week of just just going back and showing all those, stuff again. yeah, all the knives that you've done and the yeah. ones we've had videos on. Just a good idea. take a pretty picture of all those finished ones, and I mean, obviously, you know, put a link to the video. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that first one we had that he, the the um the marking knives out of the files. Man, that one that I put a picture of that up and that like took off. It blew up. It has I don't, I don't know what it has now, but you know, a standard kind of normal Instagram post that I put up will have somewhere between 150 to 250 likes. It's kind of average. That one that the mm. the marking knives was up to like 1200, 1300, 1400 last time I looked. So and then uh and then not until more recently I did take a picture of this the little uh Sloyd Puko and um that one's up to like eight or nine hundred now. So so yeah, I think I think I think you're right. Yeah, you need a week of uh <laughs> just all, yeah, just like a flashback. Knives. Yeah, it's a good it's a good idea. People like to see it, you know. And that's you know, that's that's a yeah. nice thing. I like that about Instagram over other social media platforms that it's just so easy to like find things you like to look at. You know, that's what it's about. It's just people putting up pictures of, of the stuff they like and their lives, and, and then they tag it. So if I want to see pictures of, you know, cool tree stumps you know, that are half out of the water, I can put in a hashtag. You know, like if I want to see, right. you know, 
pictures of naked naked chicks. You know, I can put that as a oh, hashtag. You know, yeah, right. You can do. You can kind of find whatever you want, and it's if not that's, like. If that's where you're going for naked chicks, I think you're doing the internet wrong, Dustin. <laughs> I'll give you. We could talk about some tips later if you're struggling. If that's if that's what you're working with, Instagram be like naked chicks, <laughs> bro. There are some great bikini photos. Okay, all right, so many good ones. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's great. I yeah, I am new to it, and I feel super old. I like go to my wife. I'm like, what's this? How do I yeah. respond? And or, or what does this mean? Do I need tags? Can I just not do tags? <laughs> I think I think I'm not going to do tags because the main focus for us Instagram is the art of craftsmanship Instagram, right? So you, that and ran by you is going for a wide reach to help gain an audience, but and, and just to go that way, do everything we can for everyone to see it, just like anything else, YouTube, yeah, or right. Facebook, or whatever yeah, you want to yeah, do. Yeah, try to spread your wings as far as possible, and that's what tags so, do. It brings in all the, those people who don't for know you. Yeah. Right. For the art of camera guy, I feel like it's like a secret little Instagram that I run on the side yeah. that doesn't need a widespread. And if you find out about it, then cool. You're in on it. Right. Yeah. That's like the people who follow you. You know, you have to like understand <laughs> who you are and then and then follow you and then you'll see the pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like because that's how, you know, with Instagram, that's how it works. It's like the people you follow, you see their stuff. And but you can also follow tags. So that's the thing. Like if I, I follow, you know, like uh axe restoration that's one of the tags i follow so anytime someone posts a you know a picture and it has that tag it'll it'll just pop up in my feed uh so, so maybe so maybe i should do a couple of things i don't know see well see, that's I the still, thing it's, it depends know. on how yeah how you want people to find you right because if you want them to find you just because they're finding you through us through the art of craftsmanship then they will follow you and, and your stuff will pop up right right so, I, th- I think yeah. that's best yeah well you know i mean i think it could go either way it's just how much effort you want to put into it because yeah sometimes tags are annoying and like oh, i just want to put a picture and a little quote or even just a picture you know right and then, and then it's you, like you, okay, have, you feel see. like you have to do 20 tags 30 yeah. tags yeah right. i don't think i want to do that i'll let you do that one you can, <laughs> that can All be right. your busy work yeah <laughs> got it you do that and then you put up the podcast and stuff that's 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 your homework <laughs> speaking of uh speaking of other um knives that we've done i used the the kukri uh for the first time like for real mm. uh we m- my wife and i and our daughter actually went um there was someone who who posted about a huge bamboo grove that they had they were just trying to get rid of and so we went to get some bamboo because we have a garden that has uh, deer netting all around it because we're right on a golf course so there's tons of deer so we have to put you know deer net- deer netting up around our garden and uh and so we have, we use bamboo to support that. And it's all kind of, it's, we've had it for five, maybe four or five, six years. And it's, we've replaced some pieces, but a lot of it has, is the original stuff and it's all starting to fall completely. So we, um, we went to pick it up and I was like, you know, like if you know bamboo, it obviously is, um, it's hollow. So you can, depending on the size, you can cut it with loppers. You can use like a handsaw to cut it, but it has all the little branches on it, which you need to cut off. And they also, they cut off pretty easily. If you have something with some weight to it, you know, you can kind of just chop through them. So if you have like a decent sized knife, you can kind of just swing it and chop through it, but you want to cut them kind of close down to the main stalk of the bamboo. So I'm like, 
do I do I bring an axe? Do I bring a small hatchet to have some momentum to cut? <laughs> I'm like, I've got the uh, the full tang axe. I'm like, what about that? And I'm like, we'll go to my shop and I'm looking around. And I just see the kukri sitting there. I'm like, yes, it's the perfect <laughs> tool. It's like, you know, a heavy and it's super sharp because we just made it and I haven't used it for anything except for cutting paper, you know, so it's like <laughs> razor sharp. It's got the right weight, you know, the handle, it's ergonomic. It's, it's just designed perfectly for cutting yeah. all those little, the little branches off of bamboo. So my daughter used it and my wife, they were both the ones who were kind of doing that. So they were both using it and they were, they were both like, this is perfect for it. <laughs> yeah, I was just, like, just, yeah, just watching like, you're going to cut your hand off. <laughs> <laughs> Woman, you do not know what you're doing. <laughs> no, it's such, it's such a good way. It, I was going to say you could use that or you could use the, the pirate saber. Right. Yeah. Right. That, yeah, exactly. that would have just been fun. <laughs> well, that would have been good to like cut down the whole piece of bamboo. Like, oh, that's right. Straight right. Through, like, a, you know? like a pirate samurai. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had the, uh, the bamboo was already cut. So we were just kind of pulling the piece out. So we had to like, you know, trim off the branches and then cut it to length. So it just worked perfectly for just ding, 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 just working your way up the bamboo and just, it just went straight through. It was awesome. Yeah. No, I, I really, that might be my favorite knife you've made or at least just the feeling of it i guess it's just got such a satisfying weight and feel to it yeah and also knowing what it comes from is it's uh it's fun too and that that video i don't know why that video was tough i i feel like it was just it took it took a while it was extra long to edit i can't remember why now i don't know exactly but (laughs) man just getting that done felt uh such a weight off yeah yeah that was uh that was a good one. And yeah, and just like for me too, you know, grinding those bevels mm-hmm. on the in, inside of that and trying to get it all nice and uh man, yeah, I was, yeah, like I said, I was just that's one of those things where you I don't have a VFD, so I can't change the speed of my grinder, so my grinder is either all on, you know, like right, right. 2000 RPMs or it's off. So it's just like going super fast, so that's the nice thing about a VFD is that you can slow it down so you can kind of grind and take your time. With a full tilt grinding, you just kind of have to like, you just have to go in really easily and slowly and take your time. And, you know, if you go a little bit much or you bump it, you just, yeah, <laughs> it's, it could be super frustrating, but it is what it is. But yeah, that was a, that's a good one. But I was just super excited. I was like, yes, I get to use this for like the perfect the purpose. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And the the guy who was there, so his, his wife posted on uh, like Facebook Marketplace and we went and he was there and. He had an epic beard, like this huge beard. You know, it was like it was a big dude, you know, bigger than me, huge beard. And uh he's like he's like, uh what'd he say? He said, uh uh he said like, Where'd you get the buoy? <laughs> Cause Corinne was using it and he saw, it, you know. Oh yeah. And I was like I was like, I made it. He was like, Oh, cool, you're a blacksmith? I was like, Well, I'm kind of a hobby blacksmith, you know, like a bladesmith, mm-hmm. I'm a knife maker and stuff and and he was like he's like, Oh man, he's like, My wife she just started watching that show, Forge and Fire. You know that show? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's so cool. They make stuff out of all sorts of stuff. And I was telling him how I made it out of the, the brush axe and stuff and all. So would but, you yeah. like to see how I made it? Yeah, right. I was like, you check out the uh, Art of Craftsmanship. I also, <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I told you this, maybe not, but when I was, I was at Home Depot picking up supplies for the Smithy and uh, I was talking to the guy at the front and he was asking me what I was doing. So I was telling him what I was building and stuff. And then, and we were talking about it a little bit. And, um, 
I said, you know, I'm up here in Hunt Valley and, and he had like his dog trainers right nearby. And it was all this kind of like small Baltimore. That's we kind of the term of people inside right. of Baltimore. Um, but he was like, that's right. so cool. But yeah, I, I was telling him about the channel and right as I was about to leave, he was like, wait, wait, wait. And he was like, what's the name of your channel again? And he like wrote it down. I was like, yeah, check it out. It was like all the supplies I'm building right now is going to be in the video coming up in like the next week or two. He's like, cool, <laughs> check it out. So it's funny. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, uh, so that's been, yeah. Yes, uh, just speaking of just being busy, we're trying to figure out how to balance everything. Mm, mm-hmm. um, um, I just went back to work. Um, I didn't do last season because, it, it, for one, they didn't. I, I work, for, for those who don't know, I do sports production as my main uh, full-time job. And obviously sports have e- either been not available or, or scaled down crews. So I've been uh, helping, not helping, I've been staying at home with my daughter, raising her and right. doing that. And But I, I first day back, opening day for the Orioles, that's the team I work for. Yeah. So that was, that was exciting. And I'm so excited to get back. And it felt like... It's it's the whole thing like riding a bike, but it just felt like you're riding in a gang of bikes. Like it's like the old <laughs> motorcycle gang back together. <laughs> nice. You know, you just we all just jump back on right away. Everyone yeah. has their positions, but I've been there so long, over ten years now. I know everybody, so I can walk room to room and oh, that guy does this, he does balls and strikes, he's a director, he does this, this guy takes care of this guy's audio, this is PA. It was just so nice to get back. And the second we got right, you know, we didn't, I don't even know if we had a meeting, which is weird. There's a lot of big changes <laughs> going on, but we just jumped in and, okay, guys, we got three minutes. And obviously we have a schedule of things we got to do. It's like, okay, everybody on, cool. Let's, let's go. And we all just rolled right into it, did a whole, you know, I do all that. We do in-game entertainment. So the whole yeah. pre-show thing with everyone running out and um, all the videos and pump up stuff you have to play, it just kind of rolled nice and it felt really good um by heading into work today i switched i was out doing stuff and i had my shorts on and i had my mask in the back of my shorts then i switched to long pants because the control room's super cold because Mm -hmm. all of our servers and computers and stuff are also in the control room so they keep it real nice which i love anyway right yeah (laughs) keeps it nice and cold um so i put on my long pants and then Sure enough, I didn't move my mask there, oh. and then and then when I drove into work, I didn't have my mask. And then of course, um, I don't know. Yeah, I did. I talked about. It. I got hit. My car is still not fixed, yeah, so I'm, right. I'm borrowing <laughs> another car. And the, the, I always have a spare mask in my car anyway, but right. it wasn't mine, so I didn't have the spare mask. So I had to you know like bandana up like a. <laughs> abandoned nice <laughs> and come into work and be like, actually but then they had this um trailer it's it's intense the way they're letting people in i had to go through a trailer do this spit covid test oh wow and then be let through like these certain lines depending on what tier of employee you are and then you like walk through these chain link fence areas man it is crazy looking wow jeez and then I finally got in, but uh, I was I was a little embarrassed. I was like, I don't have a mask. <laughs> but then they gave us these these Oreo masks, and they're 
they're kind of nice. They're comfortable enough. So oh, nice. Yeah. Funny enough, I uh, <clears throat> today was my second day back at work. So also, you know, I'm back at work. First day was on Tuesday after spring break, um, and then today and then tomorrow and then we have students coming back next week so we've had like kind of half day virtual days for the students and then the other half is professional development and getting our rooms and stuff ready to have kind of a, a very like bare bones crew of students come back next week so I think my biggest class I'm gonna have is four people and obviously I'm, I'll be teaching hybrids so I'll be teaching virtual at the same time as having students in class which is fine I'm excited about it it's it's fine but I definitely got to get this in the swing of things. Like on Tuesday, I yeah. I kind of got everything ready. I packed my bag. I had like my bag that I wear every day to go to school. I just haven't had to use it for a year. You know, <laughs> right. like it's just sitting there. So I kind of packed that and made sure I had some stuff and I had my coffee and everything went well. And I took my my masks and all. Today, of course, I like forgot my coffee. I forgot all my masks, like everything. Like I didn't even have a spare mask in my truck. So I like almost turned around <laughs> and drove home. And then I remembered, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to a school, and they have plenty of extras for people who come in who don't have them. So I just, mm-hmm. when I walked up the door, I was like, yeah, I forgot my mask, you know. But second, <laughs> it's like second day on the job, I'm we like, did the oh, same man. thing. Yeah, exactly. No mask, I completely forgot. I was like, Ugh. although you know, I was in my room all day we had we had a like a, a faculty meeting and then a we had two faculty meetings and both of them were done virtually so everyone's just like still in their mm-hmm. room just doing them zoom although we're all at the school you know because meeting in large groups is still you know you just can't do it so yeah the zoom meetings work perfectly fine so i was pretty much just in my room all day with the mask off but uh you know <laughs> but still i felt a little silly i was like oh man yeah i know i right <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it was funny too because I got there and I was like, "God damn!" Like, but I also knew there was like the trailer where everyone was getting tested, right? Yeah. So I was like, "They have to have masks." So I'm just right. gonna walk up and get there, so that I don't have to walk through all of Camden Yards to to the, the control room with my <laughs> bandit look <laughs> and, and seeing everyone for the first time and everyone going, "Wow, he didn't even bring a mask!" Like, okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> so, but so I walk up to the trailer and the only person out there still waiting to to go in to the trailer is, is my is my new is, boss oh no <laughs> i was just like oh hey <laughs> and i couldn't even get the story out before like he he like walked in and did his thing i was like oh man <laughs> i'm that guy uh, <laughs> like oh, i promise i got your 10 emails about proper distancing and masks and cleaning and all i did all the pre-screening stuff i get it i'm <laughs> I'm not making light of it. <laughs> oh, man. oh man! But oh, and speaking of masks, there, uh, Baltimore has a limited capacity thing. It's uh, like ten thousand, which is actually right. kind of a normal O's crowd. You know, <laughs> you know, when you're when you're losing, you know, you yeah, don't pack right. pack the seats. But anyway, um, and it's so like we're looking around, and like half the people aren't wearing their masks. But the thing is, if you're eating or drinking. You don't have to by the rules. Right. So, I mean, people just sitting watching a ball game, usually you got some type of beverage in your hand. Yep. So people aren't going to mask up. And it it, it didn't really bother me because they're there and everyone was spread out anyway. Right. But um, it was just interesting to see. Like, yeah, yeah. you can't really enforce it. Yeah. Because right. if someone comes over and says, hey, put you just, just take a sip of your beer. 
and then they can't really say anything. <laughs> right, exactly. And I don't think they're going to either. I don't think it's going to be. You're not. Yeah. I mean, maybe some people, but they're not going to. There's enough space in between people and you're outside. I feel like it's it's pretty safe. And if you've decided to go anyway, you're kind of semi okay with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've you've kind of come to the conclusion that you know you're you're ready to put yourself into that type of situation mm-hmm. of potential danger. Mm-hmm. But you also, I guess, trust the people around you to be in the same mindset that like you're all in this together. You know, you hope True, that's the but people the, are feeling. You know, that's, like, but. <laughs> I mean, you, you you do what you can do, and everybody's right. trying, and, yeah. and right. It I mean, it's, it was just nice to get back, no matter how people yeah. uh, acted or had masks or not. It was just nice to see people in the crowd and be back. And so I was, how was lost everybody? Today. Were you? I was uh, lost, but what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. they did pretty good. <laughs> what they won three in a row and lost three in a row. They, put, they lose to the Yankees. Yeah, and then, yeah, okay. yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, yeah, five hundred. Started out good. We, we had a, we had a couple <laughs> home runs. Um, oh, it was yeah. cool to see Trey Mancini back after his. Yeah. Um, he had, he had cancer, but he came back, and we we got a real nice uh, kind of standing ovation for him when he came up. And nice. And everybody yeah. was clapping for him. Red Sox were clapping for him. It was actually really nice. Nice. So how was the um. How was like the control room and stuff? I know you said you weren't sure, like capacity wise, and how like mm. was it full, like normal amount of people in there, and everyone just it's you know? probably it's probably about um two thirds of what it normally is. Okay, yeah, they spread people out in the positions they could, moved yep. them into other booths. Like, yeah, we we have the control room, and then we have a bunch of TV and radio booths next to us that a lot of times are open. So we just moved a lot of people over there separately, mm. and, and there's some plastic right up and stuff. And uh, yeah, um, it was good. I mean, I felt okay with it. Uh, right. Yeah. I f- I feel a little bad for the camera guys because they kind of have to stay away. Like they can't come necessarily. They can't come hang out like they use usually do. Oh, really? And I will say, the food was horrific. <laughs> I get there, and and my dad also works there, so he goes. Uh, tough news: it's uh, crab cakes are vegan, and I can't really eat uh, shellfish anymore. I, I <laughs> around twenty, I developed a, a shellfish allergy. So usually in Baltimore, when we have special games, they usually bring out the crab cakes because it's yeah. a Maryland thing, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> I said, oh, man, well, I can't have that. So I go over to the box of vegan, and it's broccoli, rice, and cauliflower. <laughs> nice. That was the vegan meal. Uh, I was just like, oh, come on. It's not on. vegan. That's vegetarian. Like, if you're going to say vegan, you got to give me something that's like fake meat. You know, yeah. like fake meat and also made out of plants. You know, like plant-based burger. Come on. the uh, so, What's that? The ultimate burger? Come on. Yeah, Isn't that vegan? Or, or I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't serve an allergen. Right. Something that, you know, so, that affects some people and then nothing else, really. Right. Like a box full of vegetables. <laughs> You're like, this is a like, man, I can't. I can't get like a chicken tender or a... I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, how hard is that, right? Chicken tenders and and crab cakes. Fry something else. Fry something. <laughs> yeah, fry yeah, something, something me, right? else. Yeah. Well, vegan, right? Yeah. Some type of vegetable oil. <laughs> oh, it was rough. I, I didn't even eat it. It was a protest. 
<laughs> I'm not eating it. You're like, I'm going to take one. I'm going to throw it in the trash. I took a water and a Pepsi. That's what I had. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, I, I mean, that that's a difference, too. We we don't usually we have the pl- the press lounge. Right. That, um, you know, TV and and uh, and broad, uh, broadcast and in-house. Everyone kind of hangs out in there. And that's actually I'm, I know I'm going to miss that because <laughs> that's right. a great part of actually going in. You get your work done. You come in a little early, get everything done. Then you actually get to hang out. Right have some nice food and usually i mean so we went from a full press lounge with meals full meals salad bar ice cream always hot dogs pretzels nachos all that stuff always to cauliflower in a box (laughs) (laughs) and you don't get to hang out with really anyone other than the people in the control room (laughs) i was like oh man yeah this is a dagger (laughs) This is rough. I guess I say, well, I was trying to go on a diet anyway, so this is a good start. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So You're like, well, no I more... guess I could go become a lawyer or like work in an office because it's basically about the same thing. Right. There's no <laughs> temptation anymore. I remember when I was um, trying to cut pounds for my wedding. It. I was Jeez. so. I was so grumpy. <laughs> in that first I yeah. would just I would eat quick and then I'd leave the press lounge uh, yeah, you gotta get out of because there. everyone wandering around getting soft ice cream and pretzels and churros and nachos <laughs> I, I would just I'd get angry at them for, for doing it <laughs> you like really just... <laughs> you're gonna have a pretzel and ice cream Ugh. <laughs> I was I was just hungry and angry <laughs> <laughs> that's great after I had my grilled chicken salad yeah, <laughs> you're like only a couple more months. <laughs> Back on it, <laughs> and then I'm getting fat again, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> that's funny. Yeah, I, I maybe a year and a half, two years ago or so, we were doing a kind of a biggest loser challenge at our school. Um, one of our one of our hall monitors kind of challenged everybody to do it, and we were doing it in in teams. So it was like instead of just you, you know, in your own weight, it was you and someone else, which is actually kind of cool because then you can kind of encourage oh, them nice. and, yeah, and yeah. you know, push each other and try to like, how you doing? You know, da, 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 what's your weight? You know, coming down. So I actually ended up losing, um, I don't know, maybe like 20 pounds or 15, 20 pounds, something like that in that amount of time. Um, if you guys go back and you watch the uh, Kevin Brubaker uh building a guitar video on YouTube. You watch that and then you compare that to our current video. <laughs> you can see the difference in the two body types. <laughs> that's 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 Dustin like 20 pounds lighter. <laughs> and that's just 20 pounds of fat. That's all it is like. <laughs> it's like it's amazing how quickly it comes and goes. Uh but uh Right, belly, belly ass, yeah, you know, all that geez. stuff goes down a little bit. Yeah. But um yeah, that was it was nice. But I did the same thing. I kind of there's school lunches, which I had kind of always just eaten out of convenience because it's there. You know, it's already prepared. Yeah. It's not good, but it's there. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's usually fine. Like there might be whatever, some type of random thing that they're making or, you know, like a chocolate milk or fruit. And, and there's other stuff that you get. So so I just like completely cut off. I was like, no, no school lunches. I got to just stop eating completely, which is a good thing. Like just doing that mm-hmm. for however that long was, a couple months, it just kind of got me out of the habit. So now it's like you know, like four times a year or something, I'll, I'll go grab a school lunch or something, you know, because 
It just, I'm out of the habit, which is, that was one of the nice things about doing something like that is that I'd kind of gotten different habits. And so I've kind of yeah. stayed in those habits, like always using the stairs rather than using the elevator, you know, like right. not eating school lunch, you know, like staying active, moving around, not just sitting in my classroom all day, you know, those type of things that I, I did during that, like three or four months of doing that just made it a habit. And now it's just one of those yeah, things yeah. That I do. Right. Unfortunately, I've been home for the last, you know, year and <laughs> year and a half a month now and and none of those habits have stuck. <laughs> I'll say I'll say it's home. a lot tougher to it's a lot tougher to lose weight in a family situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm also older too, so that uh, is a little bit of it, but when it was just me, bachelor right. Devin, and I wanted to lose weight, you're not making meals with anyone else. You're right. Not, no one yeah. else has to ask, hey, can we have waffles? Can we do this for dinner? Can we go out for dinner? You want to have drinks? Like that type. It's just you by yourself going, I'm going to have two meals today. It's going to be like a light breakfast and a good dinner and maybe yeah. some like pistachios for a snack in the middle. Right. <laughs> and I, I could just do that. But now I can't because, you know, my yeah, wife's like, hey, we're here. Like, let's make something good and let's do this. And I'm sure it's going to get a lot worse when Maeve can actually eat things and she wants <laughs> yeah, to eat right. like cinnamon buns or whatever or <laughs> dinosaur nuggets or whatever <laughs> yeah. so yeah. there's that and i i just have to do it it's it's yeah. not it's not rocket science folks you just have to eat better and exercise a little bit and right exactly the, the weight will come off yep yeah i know it is it is like rel- relatively impressive how that type of determination really can you can make a difference like it was like I said, maybe four months or so, maybe five months at the light, at the longest. And, you know, it was like, I lost 20 pounds pretty easily. It was like no candy, no snacking after dinner, right? you know, right. no school lunches, right. always using the stairs. You know, it's like, not like I started running, you know, it's like none of that yeah. stuff. I was still, you know, we're filming the channel. Just like, I just cut out all those extra, all the extra food right? and the extra snacks and the extra stuff that I didn't really need to do or, you know, and, and like I said, yeah, just like using the stairs instead of taking the elevator, which is not that much, but you know, so two ways to three times a day, and it yeah made a difference. So maybe we have to challenge another podcast to some type of uh, you and me against. Let's well, see, I don't know. A lot of these guys are really pretty fit. <laughs> was that but, what's that show? That but, old cooking show, like the two fat ladies. You know, like. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> are they still around? <laughs> yeah, the two fat but, ladies. But may, I mean, I guess we. I mean, we could challenge anyone if they wanted. Yeah, right. Thin guys were going to whoop their ass. <laughs> yeah, right. you, 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 you and I could drop twenty in a month or two, no problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what you want to do. <laughs> the YouTube YouTube weight <laughs> biggest loser weight challenge. I like it. And we're gonna have to start, start drinking water during podcasts. Yeah, oh, jeez! Actually, I, I, I've always said like, no, I don't, I don't cut the alcohol. It just goes <laughs> right, right. I work exactly. other things around it. Yeah, I can, I can much more easily cut out eating like <laughs> snacks and candy and popcorn after dinner. You know, like I don't, right. I could do that. It's like, but you know, if I'm drinking, you know, getting home from work and just want to drink a beer or two, and you know, podcast, right. hang out yeah, in the that, shop, you know, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a culture. Like I'm not losing my culture. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way I am. Yeah. That's right. a part of me. I don't have to eat candy, but beer is, that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Skittles Irishman. isn't me. Beer is me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to lose myself. I just want to lose the weight. <laughs> yeah, still got to have the fun, man. I'll, I'll really lose my mind. Yeah, uh, my wife always 
like when I'm on a diet, she's like, you're a little grumpy. <laughs> like, I, I know. Because I, you know, we don't, I don't, I don't really get grumpy. Yeah. So when there's a diet on, I do. It's just, I get a little, a little pissy. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, man. I'm like, I'm just hungry. And everyone around me is eating fucking soft ice cream. <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh. All right. Well, take it easy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Actually today I got home. So, so this whole kind of balancing, you know, life with YouTube, there's, um, I was thinking about, about this and we were talking about what we wanted to do for the podcast, a theme, and we're already an hour in, but you know, we want to kind of touch (laughs) on a little bit more, but, uh, the idea was that like most YouTubers, most people that you see that are on YouTube are not just YouTubers. Obviously the big ones, you know, the big channels, they can do it full time. And, you know, people Mm -hmm. can kind of people, different, different people and different YouTubers are at different places in their lives where they, where they can take that risk where they can like quit their job and just go all out. Right. Yeah. And And, I'll say that that's probably people over a million subscribers. Right. Yeah. Probably once you see the people with two or 3 million, that's more, uh, that could probably happen. But, Everyone under a million, you cannot make a total living under it. Uh, right. Just, just maybe if you have sponsors and stuff, but just on YouTube ad revenue, you you cannot make a normal living. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and obviously with you and I, like we we split everything the channel makes evenly. You know, so that's the other thing. You know, if if you were if you're a, a lone person doing everything by yourself, under I would say. What's, 500, 600, 700,000 subscribers without, without doing lots of sponsorships, you know, and, and dedicating all of your time, you can't make a living doing it, you know? So almost everyone that you see, almost all the YouTubers have another job, right? They have something else that they're doing either full-time or part-time. Um, and yeah, so, you know, right now I'm, yeah, I teach, I teach full-time, I'm a full-time teacher. Um, I'm taking a class, which I've done, I did last summer, last semester, and this semester. So a full-time class for certification for teaching. Um, we have the podcasts, <laughs> we have the channel, uh, and then, you know, just all that stuff, like everything just piles up and piles up and piles up and just like, oh man, today I had all my grades were due today. And it's, I think, you know, these type of things kind of go in waves where, there'll be a wave where all of a sudden I'm super, super busy. You know, like I've got all this stuff. Like my, my class started right at the beginning of spring break. I didn't realize it, but because it's a shorter class, the, it's like the homework isn't, it's not weekly homework. It's biweekly. So it's, it's Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So I was, I'm like already two homeworks behind and I'm like trying (laughs) to catch up and all my grades were due today. And we're like, back to school this week after spring break. So it also, it already feels crazy because we were off of school for a week and a day and then back and into school and, and then like that yeah. and then trying to finish yeah. up, you know, the Smithy and then do the podcast. And yeah. I just got home and I was so like, I had so much stuff to do. I was, I had to leave work at a certain time because they were closing the building. So I had to come home and then keep working when I got home. And, and then my, uh, my wife and daughter, my, my daughter's been going to work with my wife this week because she's still virtual and I'm not home. So she has to be, you know, she has to be somewhere during her virtual learning. Um, right. So she went to, went to work with Nicole 
and has just they they just leave they left her laptop and books and stuff at work because she's going back tomorrow but the laptop that she uses is the one that we use for the podcast and that has <laughs> yeah, like right. audition on it and it has all the stuff and i like realized and i was like uh i was like you know, sitting there rubbing my eyes and my forehead and i'm like uh, i gotta drive up to your work and get the laptop and and you know, I could tell my wife was like she could she could feel it. <laughs> she could feel the like my stress level going up. And I'm, as you guys know, if you've listened or you've seen the channel, I'm I'm a super laid back person. Like I never get stressed out. But like right. everything Sometimes is just like it, compounding, compounding, compounding. It's yeah, just too much stuff. It, it, you right, know, it's like, I can't help it. You know, I was talking yeah, about. When, good, good. I was gonna say whenever I when if I get overwhelmed, my same thing. My wife's kind of surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting weird? Yeah. I'm like, it's just a lot. Like sometimes. <laughs> right. We could usually handle you, a lot, you know, we're, yeah, we're pretty, you can, we're pretty I, good at kind of just holding that and just doing stuff, you know, it's like, but there's also a thing that when you are the calm person, people also load on top of you. Right. Yeah. Right. So you take some of it. Like yep. my wife gets more anxiety, but she's also a new mom and she's working a lot more than I am and she's breastfeeding. So her emotions are all over. So I take that on, but then eventually <laughs> everyone, you get worn down and they're like, Hey, what's wrong with you? You're like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. It's, it's all been building up. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't take I just, it. I, just I'm feeling stressed. <laughs> yeah. Can I cry in the corner? I need, I need to go yeah, cry. Right. Stare at myself in the mirror and cry. Yeah. Our sailing season is starting and we're like having meetings and stuff. And I got a meeting tomorrow <laughs> for sailing and, oh man, my truck is dying. I got to get a new truck. Like all this stuff, you know, I was like today I was like, whew. And then when you read that, you read that quote and it was like, you know, life flows within you and it flows without you. And you're like, yep. Right. That's right. It's kind of what I need to hear. You know, it's just like stuff is just going to kind of go on around you, you know? And mm -hmm. the, the other thing too is I think I'm pretty open-minded about most stuff, you know, like my, with my homework for my class that I'm taking, I know that I can, it can be a week late. It's not going to, I'm not going to fail if the homework's a week late, you know, like like mm -hmm. and usually I'm not, I'm not like that with classes. Like classes, like it's gotta be done. I do it all on time. Like if it's going to be a day late, I'll email the professor and say, Hey, you know, can I have a day extension because blah, blah, blah. Right. But this one, I'm just like, it's just too much. And I'm like, oh, well, like, it's just going to have to be late, you know, and, and if I lose, you know, whatever, if I get a B instead of an A in the class, then fuck it. You know, like, it's just too much. <laughs> it's just too much stuff. I just got to, man. But yeah, so it's, it's a lot. And it's a lot to balance all that stuff. And also then still, you know, put out content that has some purpose and, and is fun. And I mean, because doing the podcast and doing the YouTube channel, um, those are the things that I want to do. Like, this is the fun stuff, you know? Right. So it's nice to have it. And that's, I think that's also another reason why for, for me, at least that we can do both these things. I know that you have, you drive over to my house. So it does like, it pulls you out away from your family a little bit more than it does for me because it's here in my house. But, um, right. But at least it feels, it feels exciting and it's fun. And, you know, we're like, we're doing stuff. That's kind of cool. It's not, doesn't really feel like a job you know it feels like right. like a hobby that's kind of making us some money sometimes you know <laughs> yeah right so <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah i don't know it, it's nice and it, it's tough having everything but it's uh, a curse and a blessing sometimes but yeah it doesn't feel necessary by the time it's just getting to do everything 
once you right. get going on it, it doesn't necessarily feel like work. And I was going to bring up the fact also that your your physical exhaustion also has a mental part of it because you are also doing the show right? and listening to me, but also having to do things over and over. Or if I asked you to do it again and again, right. um, but that's also you're you're calm about it, too. You rarely give me any shit for it. Sometimes right. it'll be rarely, but it'll be like after like a few of them, you'll be like, really? Yeah. Like, Just one more. And the, the only reason I'll push is because if there's other times when I haven't pushed and I've been like, I've thought in my head like, uh, that was okay. Like if I, I always feel like if I get that hint of feeling, right. Then we should do it again. Right. Yeah. Just because there's a, a clearer thought, you could you can get your thoughts out in a clearer way, right? Because yeah, we don't we don't we don't write anything. Yeah. You know, you and right. I you and I talk about it a little. You mainly have what you think, and then I have a few suggestions about what I might want to hear as just me thinking right. about what I want to hear. Like, yeah. what, what can you tell? Like, how did how are we going to do this and this and this? And then you bring it up. So usually. You do well, but you're adjusting slowly towards everyone. And, I mean, sometimes the best takes the first one, but usually it's like four or five in just because you've, right. you've figured out what you're going to say. Yeah. So you also have to deal with that mental bit of always being on camera, which I don't have any idea about. That That's also another stress other than right. you also doing all the all the actual physical work. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Our, I was. I mentioned earlier that our, our our friends Brian and Liz came over and helped out, which was cool. You know, it was cool to have a girl there was helping as well. You know, like a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, here, Liz, you screw these things in. You did. It's like it's kind of cool. Like it would make it'll make good content for the channel. We're like, oh, nice. We'll we'll uh, we'll up our female percentage by a percent or two, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but uh, but Brian was mentioning how uh, how it was interesting to see that see us like stop and pause and talk and do multiple takes and he would see and he noticed how i would get like more fluid or i would kind of do i'd say something a little different on the second or third take and that that difference would stay in the in the takes afterward you know yeah. so he was like yeah. it, was, it was really interesting he was like he said it was really cool to like watch that you know sit back and kind of watch that because those times where we were talking most of the time my dad or Brian or Sean or Liz, whoever was there, they would be out of the, out of the scene. Right. It's just like a talking scene. So it would just be me there. Like they don't need to be in the background of a talking scene unless it's, unless they're working and I'm like talking about something. So yeah. And it would usually be in between something like, okay, we finished that. Cool. Yeah. What are we doing next? And do you want to talk about what we're doing next? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go, I'll be like, Hey, Dust, do you want to, should we should we talk do you want to talk about this right and you either go yeah or no and if you say yeah then we we discuss it like oh so you're gonna do this and you can bring up this and cool cool and then we just then we just go right yeah 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 exactly that's that's one of those yeah the things that i think is nice to have you know you and i there as a bouncing board like you said you often will ask about something or you'll suggest i say something that i wouldn't have thought of you know then obviously me on camera or me thinking and working i'll be like okay this is something that i'm doing that i would want someone to explain to me because it's something that's not just self-explanatory so i'll say okay i'm now going to talk about this right so it's cool to have those two perspectives all the time going back and forth in the in the videos yeah but yeah yeah it was uh it's it's uh it's awesome. It's fun. You know, it's one of those things that is just, uh, 
it it definitely can uh it can wear on you and when i think it might have been the 2018 19 switchover we did a video it was like all right 2019 this is what we're gonna do you know and it was like okay we want to try to do one video a week Mm. um that was one of the things we said and alex from outdoors 55 actually commented on that video and was like good luck guys i'm really excited you know i see your your you're coming along. It's really good. He's like, be careful about burning out though on one video a week. He's like, that's a lot. You mm-hmm. know, and then when we kind of realized that, you know, it's, it'd be different if we were doing vlog style videos or review right. videos or something that you can shoot that in one day. But you know, when we're, when you're doing build videos, it's just, it's, yeah. it's hard unless you're full time, right? Unless you're there we, nine to five every day, which we're not, you know? Yeah. And we had the realization that if we're going to put, our time into making a video let's just do all the most interesting videos let's not do filler videos right and we've talked about doing some of those but just to get a few more out but we were when that when it was weekly we really had to we were making ones that we probably wouldn't have normally done maybe right like hey what can we shoot in a day what can we like anything and then Sometimes those sh- little videos that didn't have much to them, they just don't get much traction. Right. Yeah. And the videos, it seems to be the ones that we put a lot of work into and a lot of time. Yeah, it takes three weeks to get it done. But maybe it's got 20 times, 100 times, 200 more times view yeah. views. Total. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, well, it pays off. We shouldn't just put them out. Just to put them out, we should put our best right. ideas out constantly. Yeah, if we have four videos in a month and they each have two thousand views on them or four thousand <laughs> views, right? That's right. twenty, like less than twenty thousand views. If we do one a month and that one has, you know, a hundred thousand views in the first month and then it grows and grows and grows, then right, it's a pretty plain, you know, like pretty simple they, to see what's better. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take 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 your time. Do the coolest ideas you can come up with, even if they're going to be long. You know, it all takes a while. It's all going to take long. Yeah. So it's either a week or three weeks. I mean. And that's the thing, too. I think think it definitely does help to, it helps to build a channel to be consistent, you know, to mm -hmm. have something that's coming out really often because then people see you. Right, they start to expect it. They're like, okay, you get more subscribers because they're seeing you more often. Same thing with Instagram. You know, you're if you're posting more often, people see you more often. You comment, you do yeah. stuff. So, so there is a certain time and a place for that. Where, you know, there there'll people who do like thirty day challenges or ten day challenges where they're doing a video every day, and they're not doing that because they want to make something every day. They're doing it because that consistency and that like re- repetition of videos brings in lots of people you know you have someone like buck and billy ray he puts out a video almost every day you know maybe every two days and it's like 20 minutes or half an hour video because it's just him filming his life and putting it out every day Mm -hmm. you know it's like that consistency can grow a channel really quickly so if you're looking for growth quickly you know do something consistent it could be once a week it could be once every two weeks but be consistent you know, then yeah. like then you get to a point and you want to you want to slow down. You want to build some other stuff. Well, then you have some you have some kind of momentum, and that momentum helps you kind of keep growing. But you can kind of decide what you want to do, and you know, and then eventually, ideally, it'd be great. You know, then if we can have full time jobs as YouTube content creators, and we can film 
every day for five days a week, you know, eight hours a day, then we could put out a video once a week or once every two weeks and it wouldn't be a problem, you know? So, yeah. And we're, we're, um, we've been talking about being more transparent on the podcast and what we're trying to do. And right. Like there's no reason to hide stuff. We're, we're trying to grow as much as we can. And I mean, our goal is just to do more of this stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, we're trying to figure that out. Um, and you and I have discussed like getting a schedule together and doing more things. And we know that we can't make the, the size, the, the same size videos every week. Right. And that's what we like making. I think that's what people like watching. Right. Like no parts beginning to end a whole project that they can see that it, it was a week or two in the making. Right. I mean, that's what I like watching. I think that's what a lot of people like watching. But maybe we can start putting out more live streams weekly or recaps of stuff or just your thoughts on things. Right. And just yeah. have them coming out. And we're also trying to think about do we want some type of uh, kind of business partner to figure out ads and stuff? Because we talk about, Dustin and I talk about that a lot, but we never do it. Right. We're always like, yeah. we're like, like we'll, we'll get together and be like, hey, we should, we should get some ads together. Yeah. And, you know, this is the price we want. We don't want to go too low. We're not going to, you know, people throw out $100 ad things. Hey, we'll give you 100 bucks in a free product. We know that's not worth it. Right. Yeah. I appreciate the offer, but you're trying to get something for nothing. Yeah, and free product is not worth it. Like for those of you who are out there listening, like if someone wants to send you something for free to use in a video, now it's different if they're sending it for you. Like, hey, I want to send you this thing. Go ahead and use it. You know, like enjoy it. Let me know what you think. And you know that's different than someone saying, here, let me send you this thing for free and put it in your video. I'm not going to pay you anything except for the what I'm sending you. You know, because that's right. that's. Like here, do a sponsored video for me that is worth the the you know cost price of this item, which might be twelve dollars or you know yeah. fifty cents or I mean, if two hundred dollars. You know that's it's if if you're and it. if you're if you're getting hundreds of views a video, then maybe it is worth it to you because the the you know the ad revenue and stuff might not be coming in as much, right? But if you go above that, it's they're they're trying to get something for nothing. They're trying to, right? Trying to sneak, sneak around and 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 get you. And that's I think you know this goes back to the balance thing. Like we have these ideas of ways that we could grow as a channel, but then you know we're filming in the evenings and you're editing and we're working full time and it's just the time's not there. So you know possibly having someone if there's someone listening who's interested in. Uh, or has an idea of the way that we can have a business partner or someone who can work for a percentage to bring in, you know, uh, subs, you know, uh, more um, ads sponsors and, so, yeah. and ads sponsors right. for the podcast sponsors for the, t you know, we're, those are things we're willing to do sponsor videos. We just, it's just, it's a lot of work to get them all together. And there, there are some that we will be doing in the near future because of that. And because it will, we have gotten to a point where we can ask for a certain amount, which we're looking for. You know, we don't, we're not going to do a sponsored ad for 200 bucks or $300. It's just not worth it. You know, for putting the time and effort and putting a break in the video and mm -hmm. interrupting a video for the viewers where it's just a couple hundred bucks. You know, that's like, that's not worth it for us. 
you know, that that might be worth it for a smaller channel and, and for a larger channel, it's definitely not worth it. You know, so, you know, for us at this point, yeah. you know, we're, you know, we want a little bit more than that. You know, we want something that's significant that makes it worth our time and putting that actual ad sponsorship in there. Um, and, and then also the honesty of a, of a, of a sponsor knowing that we know that our channel is, is growing and we know that it's doing pretty well and that if they do sponsor us for one video or six videos, like they're going to get over the span of six videos, you know, you're going to get a couple hundred thousand views and, and who knows, it might be a million views, you know, like Mm -hmm. what's that worth for people's time. And the hard thing too, about this is that there's no like, at least for what we found, there's no like group of YouTubers that talks freely about the money they make. You know, it's not like, like this is what I always ask for. This is how many subscribers I have. And this is what I ask for. Now you can, you can do Google searches and they'll tell you, you know, this is kind of where you are and this is the different prices and things. So there are people out there, but, but that information is not really readily available. You know, so for what we are, we're at almost 125,000 subscribers you know, we, we want to get like a thousand dollars a video, you know, if we're going to do a, 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 an ad placement in it, you know, and we'd rather do multiple videos. Like we'll, we're willing to do it for a little bit less if you want to do for a couple of videos. Right. Cause then we right. know, then we can actually guarantee a sponsor. Like if you sponsor us for six videos, you're guaranteed to get a good video in there because one out of every four or five videos that we do it goes pretty well, you know, and that's, I think that's a lot of YouTubers, people who are consistent. Yeah. You have a couple that have a few thousand, you know, you always watch those numbers, the one to 10, you know, what's it doing? Is it five? Is it six? Is it three? Is it one in your last 10 videos? And every few they, they change and, and times go up and down, but you know, if you can sponsor someone for, you know, a couple months videos, then you're going to get, you know, several hundred thousand, maybe million views on those Mm -hmm. videos. So, you know, that's a tricky thing, asking people and and trying to – I mean, I guess that's why we need some type of business partner, right. even though we hate chopping it up. But, you know, maybe that's something we need. Um, right. And, and the money part, it's not much of a secret. I mean, people on the podcast, anyone listening now, they're probably fans. If they're still listening an hour and 24 minutes in, <laughs> we, we can't – you couldn't even, with the money we make, you couldn't – one of us couldn't stop working for sure. No. Yeah. Um, and two of us, it's far from stop working. So you need to get advertisers and you can't sell yourself short because I guarantee you all those guys with a million subscribers, they're asking for a lot more right? than $1,000 or this and that. But the money has to be to a point where it can change something for you. Right, exactly. There's no point. Yeah. There's no point in asking for fifty bucks. I mean, it's nice. Money is money, and the extra money in our pockets is good. But if it's not going to change our situation or help us move forward, we're not going to do it. Right. Fifty bucks extra a month is not moving us anywhere. Right. It's cool. It's nice, and a few products here and there is nice. But we're trying to move forward and do this more and convince our wives and loved ones that this is worth our time. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That here, Hey, there's this, Hey, look, we got a sponsor. Here's a chunk of money. Put it away. Right. Yeah. Then they go, Oh, okay. 
then I they <laughs> I won't get shit for going over three or four times a week because right. she says, "Hey, I just got this chunk of money." Yeah, it's just like anything. You have to convince yourself and the people around you that it's worth your time. Right, and, and like that, you said, that, I think that it will that it will yeah. help you move forward. Yeah, that's key. That it's it's helping you grow as a business person or, you know, as a maker, it's, it's gotta be pushing you forward. And like you said, like if people want to undersell you, all that's doing is cutting you out from underneath of yourself, right? You're Mm. just like, you're just inhibiting yourself from growing by doing that. Like, yeah, you, you know, it, it, it feels good to get money. Someone wants to pay you something, but does it help you move forward? Does it help your company grow? And does it push you forward to what your goals are? If your right. goals are just to like just to keep it as a side hustle and make some money and get some free tools occasionally because people want to send you stuff, fine. That's cool. You know, that's great. Go ahead and do it. Right. But if, if your goal, you know, you get to a certain point and you're, okay, well, we have this many subscribers. Is it, are, do we still want to push forward or, or are we happy with what we have? You know, most, most channels on youtube once you get past that kind of thousand two thousand three thousand ten thousand subscribers you start to see there's like kind of a light at the far end of the tunnel You're like oh i might be able to kind of actually get somewhere with this right so then you want to keep growing right and how fast you want to grow is up to how how you know long you think that youtube is going to be around <laughs> like it doesn't really seem like it's stopping any you know everyone's it just seems like it's growing bigger and bigger so yeah i mean you you never know they might make uh knives some type of weapons just like they've done with firearms mm-hmm. and then, then we're kind of screwed but right. then that's why there's other things so i don't know you know we try to leave everything kind of open this is what we're doing uh, if you are someone who can help with, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, business partner stuff. And if you're interested in that type of the money side, let us know. Uh, the Art of Craftsmanship at gmail.com. Uh, if you know someone, I don't know, we're, we're looking into that maybe, maybe yeah. not. But I figured we'd, we'd probably blast that out. I don't know, maybe we'll do it on Instagram or YouTube. I don't know. Just be like, hey, does anyone want to make some money and help with our channel? Right. <laughs> because we're not doing it. We're not right. doing it well enough. We right, talk exactly. about it, but we don't. We don't actually do it. Right. Yeah. We would. We would like to do it better. <laughs> it can only. It can only be better for us to do it better. You know. And and we are too busy to do it better on our own. I think right. that's the thing. You know. It's like if I was less busy, I might be able to do it better on my own. You know. But it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm too laid back. <laughs> it's like maybe it's all that beer drinking. <laughs> I just want to sit outside by the fire and drink a beer. I want someone else who who likes to be a business person to like yeah. find sponsorships and you know take their percentage of finding sponsorships. We're happy to do that, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think I think we're good. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back though, Dev. It's good to chat for you. I mean, obviously, we chatted all last week during the Smithy build, but you know. It's yeah, it's always nice. To yeah, it's podcast. good. Yeah, thanks, thanks for everyone who's hanging in there. I mean, a lot of people take breaks, but this is our first break. We've never gone without one, and that also goes to show how busy we were that we went. Right, All right we need an Easter break. We need to take <laughs> off a little bit because this is a perfect reason. <laughs> this is getting real busy. Um, yeah. Real uh, quick recommendations. Mine is um, the professor. It's not the. It's Professor of Rock. Professor. Um, really good i had started watching him i forget what video but 
the video I watched yesterday was awesome. It started as a joke, but it became his biggest hit. Tom Petty's label thought it was a joke, and he proved them wrong. Um, it's a story about, again, traveling Wilburys. I think that's where my headspace came in when I was looking <laughs> up recommendation stuff. It was Tom Petty um, and Jeff Lynn from ELO making a record together after he broke, after he left the uh, Heartbreakers. And it was just him. Um, his song Free Fallen, which, I mean, it's like his biggest hit. Because I'm free. Uh, they didn't want, they were like, eh, now we're good. His record company didn't want it. <laughs> and uh, it took a while. Eventually, obviously, it was a huge, and I feel like there's a lot of those stories, but they were like, no, we're, we don't want this. It's like, this is Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn from, like, how do you not want this? Right. <laughs> but he goes, he yeah. goes through the story of that. And this guy, he, he's just, he's so good. Um, but also another thing that again, got me in this weird headspace of like life and death was uh, a, a YouTube thing came up in community saying um, he's in the hospital the, the professor of rock, the, the host of the channel, he's in the hospital right. with pneumonia. Um, and he's, it's, it's rough. Hmm. And that right away, when you hear things like that on someone, yeah. that's a, a, a YouTuber, someone you see a lot, it almost doesn't seem real. Right. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not made They're They're actually like not do They're, they're in the hospital. I was like, Oh, that's really strange. So anyway, go check him out. Wish him well. Give him some love because he's still with us. And, uh, I mean, he's got so many videos. He's a pretty big channel. They got over, uh, it's like over 250,000. But he, he he pumps out some stuff. It's like one or two a week. But it's just him talking about what he loves. And he tells these stories. And he, he seems to know everything about kind of rock and roll and everyone involved. He does it so well. Nice. And uh, check him out. <clears throat> nice. My uh, my recommendation this week is Aaron Lee from Alien Knives. Uh, he's on um, on Instagram and on YouTube as A Lee Knives. Um, but specifically, his video I saw this week, which is pretty good, uh, is hand forging a sword from a scrap junkyard steel, and it's actually a uh, a railroad track uh, clip. They're kind of these kind of zigzaggy, wiggly pieces of metal. But um, he just he straightens it out, he forges it out, and he and he makes a, kind of a Roman gladius sword out of it. And I was pretty impressed with how much, how big, how big of a sword he got out of this piece of steel. And you know, it's a good chunk of steel, but the way you know he kind of opened it up and folded it, and and uh, and just made this really interesting sword. And I was, I kind of saw it, and that's one of those one of those things, one of those chunks of steel that you see as a, as a kind of a newer blacksmith when you're like, Oh, I wonder if I could use this. I wonder if I could use this. And I've seen other people use that thing before that kind of railroad track clip thing before, but, um, he did a good, a really good job with it. So, uh, check him out on, uh, on YouTube. That's Ailey knives. And the video is hand forging a sword from scrap junkyard steel equals big money. It's a good one. Um, and we have some, uh, some interesting and kind of fun news coming up um, in the next month or two, and I'll get into it a little bit, but it has to do with a, uh, a collaboration with some other YouTubers and alien knives is one of them as well. So hmm. yeah, check them out. It's kind of cool. Totally. All right. <clears throat> well, that was a good one. Um, you know, I, 
whenever we whenever we do a podcast without a guest, I'm you know usually thinking about an hour or so and kind of start talking and just going and you know I kind of occasionally I'll look at the the time how long it's taken you know how long we've been recording and and this one you know at about 45 minutes I was like oh it's only been 45 minutes and then I just looked down and it was like an hour and a half and I was like man <laughs> <laughs> it goes by quick you know it's kind of fun to hang out and chat so we appreciate yeah. everybody listening. Um, this has been a blast. Uh, again, you know, we really appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Um, 38 episodes straight in a row was fun. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll do that many more. Um, we don't really plan <laughs> on taking a ton of breaks. You know, we like to have it out every week. It's fun to put it out there. And we know that you guys out in the community are listening. So, you know, for those of you who have commented and chatted with me and sent DMs and sent messages and stuff yeah, saying that I've you appreciate had- the channel. Yeah, I've had a few. I had to figure out what a DM was. <laughs> yeah, like what? What are these messages? How do I get these? How do I get these messages? How do I know? I always... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I really appreciate it. You know, there have been there have been a couple of people who reached out and said that they really like listening to the podcast and they keep it on in their shop. And you know, it's cool. It's cool knowing that we have um, the community out there and the people that are listening. So, and also before it ends, if you have a small business. And want to sponsor us without all the hassle? We'll, we'll ah. we will we will let podcast sponsors go for basically nothing, right? <laughs> so if you got like t- extra ten bucks a week, we'll we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, reach out, let us know. We're happy to shout out a business, a small business, you know, every week or a large business. <laughs> you want, That's right. You know, we've got some listeners. You know, the people in the community are listening. You know, knife makers, axe people, you know, other other YouTubers and other podcasters, people who want to shout people out. We're listening. May, yeah, listening. maybe we need a maybe we need a um a group. We'll shout out like ten things a podcast. Everyone pitches in ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. That's not a bad idea. These are it's you know I I listen to the making a podcast often and they they don't do sponsorships but they have a Patreon page specifically for making it and you know they have their like top sponsors for making it and each week they mm. shout them out and that's a channel you know that's a podcast that's getting obviously thousands of listens every week it's m- many more than we're getting but those people who get shout out just because you know and it's not just one sponsor it's like eight you know eight eight uh, patrons every week the i i know all those people's names and i have like watched their channels and looked at their <laughs> instagram because i hear them on that podcast every week so well maybe maybe we need to do that yeah that's right yeah if you if you want to sponsor us like through patreon just put it on patreon you want to sponsor the the uh you know you want to be a patron of the of the podcast specifically, and then we'll shout you. All, all our poor other patrons be like, "Hey, motherfuckers, <laughs> we've been <laughs> giving you money me? for yeah, years. Right. You never said my name once. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. We probably should start doing that too. Maybe we'll shout them out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, some patrons that sounds on Patreon good. because all... Patreon is just for all everything we do for the art of craftsmanship, and we appreciate it. So, yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's been, it's been a blast. Uh, thank you guys all so much for listening. Make sure you, uh, check out what we're working on. The, uh, the Smithy build video will be coming out in the next week or two. Uh, take a look for that on our YouTube channel, the art of craftsmanship. 
Um, you can also find, um, if you want to see pictures of the Sloyd Puku that, Puko that I talked about, you know, you can follow us on Instagram as well, The Art of Craftsmanship and The Art of Camera Guy. Remember, Dev is not going to do tags, so if you want to find him, you can <laughs> you actually got to search him, The Art of Camera Guy, and follow him to see what he's doing. But you get that way you'll get some other behind-the-scenes shots and stuff and, you know, editing things and kind of fun yeah. stuff from Devin's point of view. Yeah. I got a photo of the control room I'm going to put up tonight. Oh, nice. Of opening right day, so you can see kind of where I work and, and the view. It's it's a great view of Camden Yards. Sweet. Yep. So, and if you want to, yeah, if you want to sponsor us or help us out or you, know, <laughs> you, you like what we're doing and you want to support our channel and our, our podcast, you can go check us out on Patreon as well at The Art of Craftsmanship. All right, everybody. That's it. We appreciate it, everybody. We're welcome. We're happy to be back. You know, took a break off, put, took a week of break off, and we're ready to be back and keep on going. So we will see you all next week, and we'll talk to you next time.